wanted to take a minute to talk to you all about Giving Tuesday, which is happening this December 1st. Um, this Giving Tuesday, TTLT has the, um, the goal of reaching $200 in monthly um, memberships on our Patreon account. It's patreon.com slash TTELT. This um, subscription or these memberships will help us pay for our Zoom account, our Loom account, our um, website subscriptions, and um, also pay for some of the equipment such as the microphone that I'm using right now and um, hard drives to hold all of the videos from the interviews. So lots of the things that um, that I've purchased for TTELT. Um, it also helps to pay for the time to create the episodes and to do the interviews and to do all the editing that goes along with having a podcast and a YouTube channel, as well as the time for leading the workshops for the English language teachers around the world. And I know some of you might be thinking, come on, Gina, we're in a pandemic. There are so many more important things to spend our money on right now than for English language teachers. But it's really important that you realize that um, English is a gateway um, or usually a gatekeeper for so many people around the world. If you don't speak English, it's really hard to find a good paying job almost anywhere in the world if that's the case these days. And English language teachers want to help their students be able to have good careers and have a great life. And I've worked with these teachers from around the world and they really want the training that, um, that they need in order to be good teachers. And this ongoing training is not easy to get in most countries and it's really important. And I, for example, I had 18, 18 rural teachers in Nepal they and the very rural areas they have horrible internet which you know was an issue but we work through it because they were there even with their um, horrible internet they were there in my workshop and they were so thankful that I had the workshop and they told me they're like we really appreciate these workshops we can't wait for the next one we're so excited that TTALT exists and these teachers want to be the best teachers they can be for their students because they realize how important it is for their students' futures. And that's what we want to provide here at TTLT. So if you can give anything, we'll take it because the teachers will really um, need it and will benefit from all that we can do with TTLT. So even if you don't think you can afford to have a, a membership, a monthly payment that comes out of from being part of our Patreon account. We love one-time donations on PayPal or GoFundMe. And if you go to the ttlt.org website, there's links for all of them. You'll see them on the right side of the website when you um, first click on. So please um, spread the word about TTLT and about um, our goal of having at least 200 in membership um, for this Giving Tuesday. So, but you don't have to wait till Tuesday. You can give today. Or if it's after Tuesday when you're watching this, feel free to still give and um, be a part of being a solution to the problems that we have in today's world. Thanks a lot.
This is TTELT, Teaching Tips for English Language Teachers. I'm Dr. Gina Rhodes. Let's get started. And this week, we're with Laura Connor. I met Laura Connor when she was an English language fellow in Mongolia, and now she's a teacher in New York, and she's also doing a lot of teacher training and teaching um, workshops. So let's find out what she has to say for us today. This week in TTLT, we have vocabulary tips with Laura Connor. Hey, Laura, welcome to TTLT. How are you today? I'm doing great, Gina. How are you? I'm doing fabulous. Laura, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, so I am born and raised in New York, and I'm currently living and teaching in New York as well. Um, I started teaching up 10 years ago after I got my master's in TESOL. And I started at a startup charter school um, that wanted to create a better education for the immigrant population in Staten Island. So that was really a great experience. And I got to work with um, middle school English language learners there and develop their first ever English language program at the school. Oh, wow. um, yeah. <laughs> So I did that for three years and then I got an English language fellowship through the U.S. State Department, which is where you and I met each other. It was uh, one of the best experiences of my life. And so I got to um, live in Mongolia for a year and I uh, was posted at the Mongolian University of Science and Technology. And so I did a lot of uh, ESP, English for Specific Purposes there, um, and tons of teacher training and program development. And you and I got to present together a bunch of times, which was so fun. Um, and so after that, my uh, journey brought me to Costa Rica, where I taught for two years, um, grades 7 through 11. I worked with um, English language learners there as well. And then I finally returned back to New York um, where I now work at the Dwight School. I've been there for five years. It's an international school. Um, I work with kids all the way from grades one through 12 uh, and teach them English. And so, yeah, I've had a really fun English teaching career that's brought me to some really great places. And uh, I'm happy to be back in New York now. Wow, I, I see so you've gone full circle. I love that you're I, I love your <laughs> your whole experience. You went around the globe and back. That's awesome. I did. Yes, I feel very lucky. Great. Well, yeah. we're gonna talk about vocabulary learning. So can you tell us what's important to know about vocabulary instruction? Yeah, so I would say, you know, from Satin Island to around the world and back, no matter what age, whether it be first grade, middle school, teachers, university students, researchers, I would say uh, for me as an English teacher, vocabulary is probably number one, because if we don't have the words to express ourselves, if it's in speaking or in writing, then, you know, it's, it's really a huge barrier for communication. And so I just personally love teaching vocabulary. I love giving my students that power of communication through words. And so I think that, um, you know, making learning vocabulary fun is super important, but also um, giving kids strategies so that once they get into the repetition of how to learn vocabulary, they can then use those strategies on their own because um, they're constantly exposed to words 
but it's then knowing how to make those words stick and remember them. And so I think repetition of routines uh, in teaching and also repetition of the actual words. So after you teach them, coming back to those words consistently so that kids truly know how to use those words. Yeah, I agree with you. It's really important vocabulary strategies and yeah, and giving them those strategies to review and and see the word in a lot of different ways. So what are some activities that you think are most effective in building a student's vocabulary? So I think there's lots of great activities out there. Um, first and foremost, I find that often teachers, when they teach kids new words, don't necessarily teach them how to pronounce it. They just take for granted that these kids can read the word, but also pronounce it, especially English language learners. And so breaking down the syllables and teaching kids how to break down syllables of words. So again, when they see a new word, they're not intimidated by it. They have a strategy to figure out how to pronounce it. Um, so I think that's really important. I think understanding word parts, um, so prefixes, root words, suffixes, again, so that kids can then take that strategy and figure out word meaning on their own. Um, and I think just having lots of different activities to review those words and making it fun for them so that learning language doesn't feel uh, stressful, but it feels fun and it, they feel successful at the end because they've expanded their vocabulary. Yeah, can you give us an example of an activity that you've done with your with your students? Sure. Um, well, I'm a big fan of the four square. It used to be called, I mean, not used to, but I guess it originates from the Frere model. Um, but basically, whenever I teach kids uh, higher level words, um, I have them create a four square. So you basically divide either an index card or your notebook or piece of paper um, into four squares. And there's lots of different options for the four squares. Um, you could play around with them depending on the age of your learner. But um, the most, I guess, common one is definition. And then another square, you can have them do synonyms and antonyms. Another square is a picture. So they have that visual piece. And then the last square is the definition. And I like to scaffold in that order. So I usually give them the definition, a kid-friendly definition or whatever age level it may be. Um, and then as a group, we come up with synonyms and antonyms together. And then independently, they draw the picture and do the sentence. So it scaffolds them to use the word eventually by themselves. Okay, so in the fourth square, they write a sentence using that, using that, the word that they've now learned? Correct. Okay. Yeah. That yes. would help make it stick. It would help make it stick. Um, and then something fun later to do with those index cards that you've now created is um, to play heads up, which I don't know if you, have you played heads up? Uh, tell us how you play heads up. <laughs> I love heads up. And I find that kids of any age and adults for that matter, like heads up. But with index cards, you just take the... Um, your pile of index cards. So if I'm the learner and I'm playing, I have them on my head so I can't see them. And then the other kids in the class give them clues as to what the word is. So then it involves the other kids. They're naturally reviewing these words, but they also need to find those synonyms 
to explain the word. And then the person who's holding the deck has to, you know, remember and reproduce that word. And so I find it to be a really um, good way for kids to review words and they, they love it. It's super fun and it doesn't take very long. If you leave even five minutes at the end of class, it's an easy game to play. So just so I can visualize it. So yes. they've got just the word on their head and the definitions on the other side, right? Right, but it's in a pile so they can't see it, right? right. So yes, the other kids only see the word. Right on the front side, uh, yes. And then on the back side is the four squares. Right, okay. So I just wanted to visualize that whole thing. Okay, yeah. so the kids are walking around giving clues to what word is on there. Yeah. Uh, that sounds like a, a fun way. It sounds like a, um, a really fun, kind of like an adaptation of taboo. Like they can't yeah. like, you know, like what, you know, or 20 questions. Right, yes. And they yeah. can't use words within the word, so. Um, yeah. And then if you want to add on another layer, you can time them and then they get very competitive who can get through the deck the fastest. That sounds great. I'm yeah. not sure I would time them the first time they play, but no. after they get good at it, right? Yeah. Yes. After some time that they've built up that confidence and then, yeah. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, well, that sounds great. And did you have anything else you wanted to tell us about vocabulary learning? Um, I mean, I think the one more big piece that is important, and I think again, um, teachers sometimes forget how useful it is, is, is word walls. Uh -huh. So when you teach that list of words or word of the day, however you structure it in your own classroom, it should then automatically be added up into your word wall. And a word wall doesn't need to be fancy. I just take, because um, I actually have a pretty small classroom, so wall space is limited. I take that, you know, white paper, the big stock white paper, I cut it in half, and then I just have my word list that I write with a Sharpie. And then once we go through it, I save those. And then in, you know, after we're through three lists, we'll review all three lists together. So that again, you're coming back to that word consistently throughout the year. You don't just learn it and throw it away. Um, yeah. But I think word walls are very underrated sometimes. And kids really do, they use them. You could, you could see their eyes go over. They need to remember, yeah, how to spell the word. What was that word? I know we just learned a new word. So yeah, I think those are really useful for vocabulary development. Yeah, mm -hmm. and having the word there, that kind of encourages them to try to use it in a sentence when they're when they're writing. They're like, oh, we just learned this word. I want yeah. to use that new word. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Great strategy. I love it. Yeah. And you have lots of uh, vocabulary strategies. I'm so excited that you have volunteered to do a TTLT workshop with our with our teachers on December 11th at 3.30 in the afternoon for you. And yes. it's going to be um, at 7.30 a.m. GMT. Yes. So I'm, we're very excited. And of course, we'll be talking a lot about that between now and uh, December 11th. But yeah, so I just wanted to make sure everyone knew that we were having this workshop on vocabulary acquisition, making words stick. All right. I'm very excited about this one. Yes, that should be great. And we'll go through lots of um, great strategies and also lots of tools that can be used online to help with distance learning and vocabulary development. So it should oh, be great. great. I, I know that we always love to have more 
more strategies and things to to adapt to this online learning that we currently are in, which I think we're going to see more and more of it continue now that it started. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. So yeah, we need to adapt and the kids need to adapt. So yeah. We'll, All right. We'll, well, thank you again for that. I know our, our teachers are going to love that workshop. I'm excited for it myself. So am I. <laughs> and what website or app do you think would be the most engaging for teachers to use in working with, um, working on their language with their students? I love vocabulary, uh, flowcabulary.com. So it starts with an F, flowcabulary.com. Um, they have full vocabulary units really planned for you. And that's honestly where I pull a lot of my lists from and they're organized by grade level. But obviously if you have, you know, you can, you have a newer language learner, you might pick from a different grade level than the one that they're in, but it's just, it's a great resource. They have full units for you. They have wraps that go along with those word lists. So the students love them. Um, and there's just so many activities that you can do with that. They include practice packets. They have online games. Um, they have a quiz that's included. They have readings that's included with it. So that's certainly one of my favorite. Um, is that, is that something that's free that's available online or would you have to have a subscription? That's a good question. You do need a subscription. I do believe they have a few resources that are for free, but we, my school does have a subscription. Um, and I'm aware that sometimes it's just not a reality um, for teachers. So I think um, another for vocabulary, um, another great website is vocabulary.com. So that's vocabulary. <laughs> um, that doesn't have full units the way Flowcabulary does, but it does have word lists already generated based on topics. So maybe the topic is um, the Civil War. And if you type it in, they'll come up with a list. And then students, there's practice for the students um, with those. And it's, it's a great resource for um, linking to other like definitions and resources of words. So that's another great website. And that one... I think is more accessible without a subscription. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, great. Yeah. yeah. Well, even with flow vocabulary, um, knowing that it's really useful and teachers trying it, then maybe they could convince their administration that this is a subscription we should we should all be using and this would be beneficial. This yeah. I would say if there was one website that I would want my school to pay for, that's the one that I by far use the most. Okay, excellent. Were there any online games that you recommend that we use with our students in the classroom? Yes, I. so I had um, brought this up when we were talking about vocabulary, but Heads Up is actually an app as well. Oh, really? um, yes, it's very fun. Um, and again, they have decks. So there are little decks within the app that are just for kids. And then they have some that are more adult related. That's also, I mean, for teachers whose first language is not English, it's really a fun game to play. Um, so that's nice. I love one of my favorite games to play, especially with online learners. Um, and it's easy to play on Zoom is Scategories Online. And so if you just type in Scategories Online, it comes up. And um, if you've ever played the board game Scategories, 
it's a, it's a word game, you know, um, and it's just fun and it's, it's helpful. I find it helpful for my students because it is a lot more um, kind of everyday language versus academic language that they're more exposed to throughout the day. So those are probably my two favorite. Okay, games. heads up online and categories online. I love it. Those yeah. sound like a lot of fun. I'm going to try that with my students. Yes, I would categories. At first, they, they're going to find it a little challenging because they're not used to thinking, you know, in, in these ways. But uh, once they kind of get the hang of it, they love it. And again, it only you'll have five, 10 minutes at the end of class. It's an easy, fun game to play. So, okay. Sounds like a great way to encourage them to learn more vocabulary. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. All right. So, uh, Laura, what are some projects that you're working on right now? Um, so other than, you know, just teaching my every other day online at Dwight, um, I will be presenting my vocabulary acquisition, making words stick um, mm -hmm. through uh, this YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. And that will be on December 11th at 3.30 Eastern time. Uh -huh. Um I also uh, am hoping to submit a proposal to the CAM TESOL mm. conference, which is in February and this year they'll be holding virtually. Mm -hmm. um, I also will be running a round table um, discussion with there's this organization called Gibbs, which um, is international um, schools kind of in the Northeast that get together and kind of share best practices for the international baccalaureate uh, curriculum. So I will be facilitating a round table discussion on ESL in the IB. And, you know, it's, it's really more of a collaborative discussion than a workshop, but so and those are- this round table that you're doing? So we haven't officially set the date yet. Um, so I'm waiting for confirmation from them, but should be sometime before the end of 2020. So probably, awesome. yeah. So, a lot going on. <laughs> <laughs> I, yes, I have a few things going on, trying to stay busy um, so that hopefully the days and months go faster and we can get to 2021. We all are looking forward to 2021 <laughs> at this point. Okay. Yeah. So where can teachers find you? Um, so teachers could feel free to email me. Uh, my email is L, like Laura, L Connor, C-O-N-N-O-R 416 at gmail.com. Um, I also have a English language learning website that does have some um, tools for teachers it has tools for students. It has some fun videos for my travels. Um, and so that website is LC Learning, which is E-L-L-C-S-E-E learning.weebly.com. E-L-C-learning dot what? It's E-L-L, like English language learners. S-E-E. Uh -huh. learning uh -huh. dot weebly dot com. Uh, weebly okay yes. sorry that's all right and we'll we'll definitely have this in the notes so that um yes that's a mouthful 
It is. Yeah. So yeah, we'll definitely have the link in the notes. So it, if anyone didn't quite get that and they're still like, what, what was that? So we'll just put it, we'll put the link in the notes so you can click on it. Don't worry. That's, that's, I now need to rethink that name. I think. No worries. All good. Was there anything else that you'd like to share with us today, Laura? Uh, no, just that I'm excited to be working with you. And um, we had so much fun uh, doing teacher trainings together when we were in China and Mongolia. So now in uh, the new world of virtual learning, I think this is a fun little project. So yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, I loved um uh, especially horseback riding with you in Mongolia. That was a fun day. <laughs> that was the best, wasn't it? Yeah. And we awesome. got to stay in the gears and yeah. Yeah, that was a really great trip. And we did a lot of professional development as well. So we, we had, did. We work hard, play hard. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we did. That was great. That was a great trip. Okay. Well, yes, I'm really excited to be working with you on this project too. I think it's excellent. Thanks a lot, Laura, for coming. Thanks, Gina. Laura had so many great tips to help us with our vocabulary. I don't think I could list all of them, but there were so many. And I wanted to give you some of our top teaching tips for vocabulary learning. And as Laura said, it is really important to review often. You want to make sure that you don't just teach a word and say, okay, now they know, but you want to make sure that you review often, that you give them many opportunities to use it, many different activities that use these words. And as she mentioned, have a word wall so they can see it often and refer back to it. Uh, that's really important. And of course, she talked about the importance of teaching your students how to pronounce the word pr pronunciation and how to divide the word into syllables. And so the more of these skills we teach our students, the more they're able to sound out words on their own and learn vocabulary on their own and be able to use that vocabulary because they feel confident in pronouncing it. So that's really important. And I love that she talked about Foursquare. Um, it's definitely one that I've used with my students, but yes, so having the words in four different squares, having different sections, um, really good. I like to have, she said to put the definition and then synonyms and antonyms and a picture and then use it in a sentence. That's a great strategy. And of course, lots of teachers have different things that they like to put in those four squares, but those that's a very traditional and useful four square option. Okay, um, and then there's heads up and I love using those four square cards that they've created to play heads up where they have the word on one side and they don't know which one their class their classmates are trying to describe that was awesome. And I also love that there's a heads up app. Isn't that amazing. Um, I think that that's great so that also will help your students be able to review and use those words and um, also she talked about the awesome. Um, she talked about the awesome website, flocabulary.com. And as she mentioned, some things on there are free and other things require a subscription, but maybe you can talk with your administration if this is something that you think is really useful for your students in their vocabulary learning, that you there may be a possibility maybe that there could be funding or it could be something you could ask for um, if somebody says, hey, we have a little extra money in the budget, just say, could we have a vocabulary um, subscription? Who knows? 
but maybe they'll say no. We don't, we know, we can only ask. Thank you again, Laura, for um, agreeing to do a TTLT workshop. So we're going to do uh, vocabulary tips, vocabulary acquisition, making words stick with Laura Connor. Sounds like a, it's going to be a great presentation, a great workshop. Sounds like it's going to be a great workshop. I'm really excited for this one. And it's going to be December 11th at 7.30 a.m. GMT, which is 3.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for Laura. So please join us if you can for Laura's workshop for vocabulary acquisition. I think it's going to be really helpful for all of us. Also, don't forget that Matthew has a TTLT workshop coming up, enhancing student learning in multi-level classes. So let's move. Don't forget to attend this one. I'm really excited about it. It's December 2nd at 11 a.m. GMT, which is going to be 7 p.m. for him in, in uh, Shenzhen. Don't forget that Beth is also doing a workshop. She's going to be doing a workshop on December 4th at 11 p.m. GMT, which will be 4 p.m. for her in Pacific Daylight Savings Time. And I'm excited for Beth's workshop on student engagement tips. I think she really is going to have a lot of ideas to share with us. So I hope you'll come. And also don't forget that we have a TTL workshop on Padlets with Armin. He's gonna be talking to us on December 5th at 2 p.m. GMT, which is 10 a.m. for him in Eastern Daylight Savings Time. So get ready for Armin's workshop on Padlets. He has so many great Padlet, uh, he has so many ideas on how to use Padlets effectively. So let's come to his workshop and learn how to use Padlets. And of course, I want to thank my fellow teachers and podcasting friends for interviewing me on Inspiring Educators and on Armin's um, English Language Fellow podcast. So it was really great of them to take the time to interview me and to help spread the word about TTELT. So please have a listen, not just on my episodes, but all their other episodes. There's really some great, inspiring teachers on both of these podcasts. So I hope that you will subscribe and enjoy these podcasts. And remember, if you want to be part of the TTL team, you can. All you need to do is tell us about the tips that you would like to share. Uh, the journal article or blog that you'd like us to read and discuss, or tell us who you want us to interview, or if you would like to be interviewed. And especially contact us if you have questions, comments, or suggestions. We'd love to hear from you. And there's so many ideas that I know all of you have. So please take the time to contact us at TTLT at ttlt.org. Or you can email me at tteltinfo at gmail.com. And of course, please subscribe to our podcast and YouTube channel and uh, join our Facebook group, TTELT. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Our Twitter is TTELT1 and our Instagram is T.TELT. And of course, all of these links 
will be in the notes. So please go there to connect with us. We want you to connect with us as many ways as possible and attend all of our workshops and learn as much as you can. Thanks for tuning in. See you next time.